0: Alright, well welcome to this episode of the Text Tech Edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Jackson Moody. Um. Well, this episode is going to be pretty painful. Uh, I feel like I was spoiled. I did two episodes last week, all of it positive, talking about our football recruiting class, talking about our win over Ole Miss, the state of the program, what to expect next season. Everything was good, and you know what? Th- this is a weird feeling because normally you're finishing up with a bad... Football season, and then at least you have basketball who's doing really well. And this is a bit different. Texas Tech opens Big Twelve play with back to back losses. On Saturday, they lost at TCU 67 61. Blew a lead in that second half, which quite frankly, that second half was probably the worst 20 minutes of Big Twelve basketball. I've seen this team play in quite some time. And then on Tuesday, they looked a bit they looked better. They lost 75-72 to Kansas at home, and we will talk about what went wrong in that game um, and some controversial officiating decisions as well. We'll start with TCU and Texas Tech. I think, personally for me, the most frustrating game this week for Texas Tech was that loss to TCU because you had that game. You had that game. It was 37-26 at half. I believe it was something like a 13-14-14 to even 16-point lead in the second half, that game should have been over and done with. Pop Isaacs had four turnovers. Harmon had two. Tyson had three turnovers. O'Banner had five turnovers. Boccio had three turnovers. I mean, it was just a bad game all around for Texas Tech in that second half. And the most frustrating thing about it was, TCU did not shoot three well at all. They were 2 of 14 from three. When Texas Tech loses games... It's because they can't defend the three because they're doing the no middle defense. And I know somebody tried to point out three different halves that he thought was worse. He thought the OU half last year was worse on the road. No, it wasn't. OU, it was a bad half from Texas Tech, but OU got hot from three. And that, those are the games that you tip your hat to them, say, all right, you got us beat today. That That wasn't the case. You got torched, torched in the middle. You were out hustled in that second half. That was painful to watch. You couldn't shoot free throws. You were 9 of 18 from the free throw line. You shot well from 3, 8 of 23. You shot better from 3, better from the field. You couldn't make your free throws. And you turned the ball over 22 times to their 14. And that you they got 11 reb- offensive rebounds to your 7. I mean, it just was not good enough at all from Texas Tech that day. It, it was a painful second half to watch. And it was, I believe there was a point where it was five forty eight, five forty eight 5 uh, span of that time in the second half, we had seven turnovers. In less than six minutes, we had seven turnovers. You can't win a game when you're doing that. You can't win a game when you turn the ball over, what is it, 22 times? You just can't do that. You can't do that in this conference. You were on the road against a top 25 team in Big 12 play, the toughest conference in the nation. You were sitting squarely on the bubble. You hadn't beaten a good team yet. You were getting hot. You were looking good. You had them dead to rights at halftime, and you were playing in the friendliest away environment you will play in all season, and they collapsed in the second half. That's just... That was an inexcusable second half. I know some people will say that our loss to TCU or our collapse in the second half last year was worse, and it was close, but we got outscored by, what was it, three to six points less, and we had, I believe, four less turnovers that game? Three to six points less in the second half, and we had four less turnovers in that game as a whole, and we were very turnover heavy in the second half this game. I mean, this was just a complete collapse against TCU From Texas Tech and in a situation where you haven't beaten anybody you haven't taken any bad losses but your resume is not good right now it is not good right now and you had a chance with a team that was vulnerable with a fan base that normally isn't too crazy and it was an empty stadium because they were playing in the college football playoffs later that day it was basically a neutral court matchup in a Seemingly almost a high school gym. That was what the attendance was like. And, you know, we like to make fun of TCU for their bad attendance. I I think you get a pass on attendance when you're playing in the college football playoff semifinal. So, not going to get on TCU for that one. But you were outscored 41-24 in the second half. And your strength as a defense is protecting in the middle. And you got torched there. Absolutely torched. If you get beat by the three, you tip your cap, you say, all right, you got us today. That wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. And just going through the stats, Pop Isaacs, look, those four turnovers hurt. Zero assists, four turnovers. He's a point guard. That's not good. That's not good. But he did go 6 of 14 from the field, 5 of 11 from three, and have 17 points. Harmon had 13 points, 4 of 14 from the field. That is not a good percentage, but he got seven boards, he did at least end up one-to-one on the assisted turnover, two assisted, two turnovers. Uh, Jalen Tyson got eight points. Kevin O'Banner, six points. He had a bad game. He had a really bad game. He stepped it up tonight against Kansas, but he had a really bad game against TCU. Bacho was sick that game. That's what happened. Bacho lost 15 pounds in just a few days. That's why he was lackadaisical in that game, that's why he gave up on a rebound tonight. You know, I get it. There's not many guys that can play his position with Amac out. He doesn't get much of a breather, and he was sick. K.J. Allen, I I don't know what to think about this guy because he panics when he gets the ball. He doesn't catch passes that often. He did at least have nine points on 4-5 from the field. He, he's hot or cold. Kerwin Walton finally hit a three, one for one from three, three points. Lamar to Washington, three points, one to three from the field. I think Lamar Washington's turning into a good player. Um, And then Elijah Fisher, the freshman, five-star, I believe, since he reclassified it was a four-star. He's still young. He got got basically no minutes in this game, no minutes, basically. Um, Overall, we left feeling that this was a collapse from Texas Tech. We really did. And that brings us into tonight's game. And my confidence was not high. You are playing Kansas, the defending national champions. Some people have them as the number one overall seed in the tournament. They are number three in the nation. You are down. You get off to a hot start, then you're down 43-36 at half. Kansas got hot from the three. Kansas got hot from the three in that first half. I mean, that's just what it was. Uh, who was it that torched us? Um, Harris <laughs> went 5-5 five five from 3. And though if we lose and a guy goes 5-5 five for five from 3, I'm more okay with that one because, again, that's what happens with the no-mill defense. At least we weren't getting torched down in the middle like we were against TCU today. Or on Saturday, sorry. Anyways, the middle part of this game did not go well for Tech at all. Again, turnovers were an issue in this game for them. They were less of an issue, but they were still an issue. You turn the ball over 14 times to their 12 and That's a good improvement. You want to be around 10, but I think after 22 turnovers, you'll take 14. Uh, you got beat on the offensive boards. You got beat on the offensive boards 10-7. to 7. Uh, Adams, he was really good down low at poking it outside on those boards. He, he was. Uh, Kevin McColler, that was the return game. And I'll say this about Kevin McColler. I know there were some people that may be, I I don't know why they expected a warm reception. Kevin McCord did great for Texas Tech in his first three years here. In his three years here, Kevin McCord did great things for Texas Tech. He's no longer at Texas Tech. We wanted to keep him. He wanted to leave. He is now at a conference opponent. He is now with a team that beats you in Allen Fieldhouse in double overtime to really send you a blow to your Big 12 title hopes. He is with a team that just beat you in the Big 12 championship game. What was it, 10 months ago? He is now a guy standing in your way of getting to the NCAA tournament. They, they I'm glad there wasn't a warm reception for him. I'm glad they got on 10. Now the F Kevin Chance maybe doing that repetitively was a bit much. But he is no longer your player. He is your opponent. He chose not to be here. He chose to go to in-conference rival. The fans were right to get on him for that. He didn't have a great game. He was fine defensively. 3 of 9, 7 points. Uh, Harris, he was a beast. 6 of 7 from the field. 18 points, as I said. 5 of 5 from 3. Wilson, uh, 6 of 16 for 16 points. He had 6 boards. Adams had 5 boards, but he had a bunch of tip-outs that led to offensive rebounds. He had 14 points. Grady Dick, you limited him for the most part. He was one of five from three, five of 11 from the field for 11 points. You, you, you would have taken that going into the game. Pettiford, seven points, three of six from the field. Uh, Martin, two points, one of one from the field. Kevin O'Banner had a great night. Eight of 14 from the field, 26 points. Pop Isaac, six of 14 from the field, 18 points. Jalen Tyson, he was a mixed bag at some points today. Uh, he had a decent stat line. I look Jalen Tyson he's still basically a freshman he played what eight games at Texas last year before transferring and he played very sparingly and not really against good opposition he was four of eight ten points high potential there Boccio was clearly sick he was feeling it he gave up on a rebound at one point late in the game and then he came back with a block and a and one opportunity he missed the free throw but he was three of six from the field for six points Harmon he had a bad game Harmon had a bad game. One of five from the field, four points. Lamar Washington, he's quickly turning into a really key piece for you. He was two of five from the field for four points. KJ Allen, look, I know he was one for one from the field and got two points, but man, that guy just that guy panics when he gets the ball. Uh, Jennings one of one from the field, two points. Kerwin Walton took one shot today. Kerwin Walton, it's been amazing how little of a factor. He's been to me this season. Uh, got in, took 1-3, airballed it uh, late in the game. Elijah Fisher got a bit more run, still not t- a ton, didn't get on the stat, didn't get on the box score. I'm sorry. Um overall Texas tech you shot about with them they were 31 of 63 for 49.2 percent you were 26 of 55 for 47.3 percent you're better from the three by about the same margin that they were better from the field 10 of 21 for 47.6 percent and to their 11 of 24 for 45.8 percent free throws you shot a lot better today 10 of 12 they were two of four um Offensive rebounds, yeah, they killed you with those tip-outs and turnovers. You turn the ball over two more times than them. But overall, I thought this was a good performance from Texas Tech. It was really impressive impressive how they fought back in it. I don't know if they ever got down 10 points. I think 10 points was probably the biggest lead of the game. But it seemed for most of the second half that they were between 7 and 10 points down in this game. And just, just routinely clawed their way back. I believe they were down 7 at the under-4 timeout. And we have got to talk about this officiating late in the game. We have to. Jalen Tyson, with a couple minutes left, had a clean block. A clean block and steal. Completely clean. Ripped the ball out from him. And they called a foul. He made one free throw. So he made a free throw. We go down. We get to a three-point game. Kevin O'Banner's coming down the court with no time left Or With a minute left on the clock, he he's in the middle of the paint, rolls out to the right, and you can see the Kansas defender get under his legs. He doesn't have room to land. He's a shooter. His landing area was taken away from him. He makes the bucket, but it's not called. That should have been an and one. He should have had the opportunity to tie the game right there. Then you get a good defensive stop, come back down the court. They're passing it around, trying to kill the clock, get the last shot. And, of course, as Pop Isaacs gets the ball, Daniel Boccio is coming across the middle of the paint, is clearly hooked and taken down in the middle of the paint, and now Boccio is not your best free throw shooter, and it would have been a one-and-one. One. But he's clearly hooked coming down the paint, and they miss the call, and then Pop Isaacs drives, gets ran into, the other player falls after running into him. Pop Isaacs falls as a result of that, and it's not called. Unbelievably bad officiating in the last minute of this game by this by this crew. And by the way, this is not a new thing. What was it? Uh, Oklahoma State, I believe they're down one or two points, going for a layup. Kevin McCord goes through the guy at the last second, and it's not called. I mean, seriously, with good officiating— it's, it's very possible that Kansas would be 0-2 in Big 12 play right now, and instead they're sitting at 2-0, and it's nothing new. You expect this at the fog, but they're even getting bailed out at home. And yes, I know, they had less fouls and less free throws, or more fouls and less free throws than Texas Tech did. Well, yeah, you were mugging the guys all night. Of course you're going to have more fouls and less free throws. And I get it. There were missed calls that went against Kansas, too. They're on the O'Banner three, there was a charge. Pop Isaacs tricked the guy. And when they were looking uh, on a fast break, Pop Isaacs was holding a guy. I, I don't think that he knew the ball was coming. But those are three calls that are not even in the last 12 minutes of a game. Two of them were in the first half, and you could go back down the line and find 13 calls that were missed against Kansas in that span as well. I mean, to miss three clear calls... In a one-point game with a minute or less to go is just inexcusable. It really is. And look, it happens. You're playing Kansas. That's what happens with the Big 12 officials. They do have a Kansas bias. It's not It's not sore loser-like to say that. They have a Kansas bias. They have for a decade or two decades or what, however long it's been. That's the way it's gone. That's the way it's gone. But – Man, to have that on your home court is brutal. Absolutely brutal. And this was a huge game for Texas Tech. This was a massive game for them. At the end of the day, you are now 0-2 in conference play. It's January 4th, and you have not beaten anyone this year. You haven't. You haven't beaten any quality opponent this season. Now, on the plus side... You have not lost to any bad opponents. You are barely on the wrong side of the bubble. And you have at least 18 quality opponents, 16 conference games, uh, SEC challenge. And you have at least one Big 12 tournament game to get this thing turned around. And there's plenty of time to do that. But the schedule is going to get tough. And there's more reason that it's going to get tough now, unfortunately. Because Bacho, at the end of that play, with two missed calls, and Bacho... On the fast break, he could have got called for a foul. Uh, I know people were complaining that there should have been a tech on Kansas there. I'm not too mad there wasn't a tech. I get that you sometimes have to swing back to protect yourself. You're going at a high speed. You don't want to go into the basket. I'm not mad that there wasn't a tech. But if either of those two fouls are called, then the one against that should have been called on Bacho for hitting him from behind um, doesn't matter. I mean, that play doesn't happen. But Bacho left injured, and his hand did not look good. It was all red. Um, his finger looked bad. There's a real chance you're without a center now until Amac gets back. I don't know. I I was hoping we didn't have to rely on Amac. I thought Bacho looked gassed. The only thing Amac could really do is come get 10, 15 minutes, get Bacho off the court, limit Bacho's minutes, provide some relief in there. At this point. Man, you gotta rush Amac back. You need him on the court because Bacho. I don't want to speculate on injuries, but I have real concern on when he's gonna be able to get back on the court. And this is what Texas Tech has coming up for them. This game against Saturday is now a must-win game. It feels that way. You're playing OU. You're playing at home. OU lost to Texas by one. They've beaten Florida already this year. They barely. They lost to Arkansas by ten. OU's a good basketball team. It this is now a must-win game. This really is. And they're a 39.4% free throw or three point shooting team. They're good from the line. They're good from the field. They're not a great rebounding team. You're better rebounding it than them. And they turn the ball over eleven point eight times a game to your thirteen point six. This is going to be a proven moment. You are on home court on a Saturday at five PM. The stadium should be pretty full. I know the student section still won't be there. But this is a must win because after that, you go to Iowa State at Hilton, which is not a good place to play or easy place to play against a good Iowa State team. You go to Texas and Austin, and I know that we've owned them as of late, especially in Austin. But this is still a good Texas team, and I know they lost today, but this is still a good Texas team. Then you play Baylor. Then you get some relief. You have to go to Bramlage and play Kansas State, who's a good team. And then you play West Virginia at home, and you're going to need to win that one before you get a break by going to LSU, and that should be more of a winnable game. But, look, you're probably going to have to go 8-10 and 10 in conference play if you want to make the tournament right now. you got to go at least 8-10 and 10 in conference play to make this tournament. You're barely on the wrong side. And this team is growing up. Pop Isaacs is developing really well. Kevin O'Banner, he is a tournament player, and he is very good at home. You have Bacho, who, shoot, you would hope he's back by the tournament. You would hope AMAC can be productive when you get to the tournament. Lamar Washington's developing. Jalen Tyson's developing well. You have a lot of pieces on this team. Harmon, he's sometimes a mixed bag. You have a lot of pieces on this team that if it comes together and you make it to the tournament, you can definitely make a run. You definitely can make a run. I think one parallel that we have to NC or North Carolina of last year who made the Final Four is we're a bubble team with a lot of talent, a lot of pieces that are coming together. And, you know, not to disrespect him, but Kerwin Walton's probably not going to see much minutes for us either. Um this is going to be a key game against Oklahoma this weekend. If we win this, you're back on the right track. You got a few games to go get a good resume win, and you've already notched finally. It may be a quad one win, maybe a quad two win. I'd have to check the net. But you have a real opportunity here against Oklahoma to get yourself maybe not into the last four in, but at least in the first four out, despite a tough start to the year. And there's plenty of pieces to believe that when they're all back, when they're all hopefully healthy, which I know we can't really count on. We haven't been able to count on in a while. But if it does happen that they can get healthy, they can get to the tournament, they can come together a bit more, this team could make a run. But it's got to start with beating Oklahoma in Lubbock on Saturday. I think that's the frustrating thing about this Kansas game. And the TCU game especially. You had a really good chance for a quad win both times, and you couldn't get it done. The TCU one was more frustrating. I feel a lot better about this team after tonight. But man, this Oklahoma game on Saturday is going to be a massive one.